how is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, fools? Welcome back to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show with your host, Jeff Clark. And I am red hot. I'm 5-0 and in my last five games picked. I'm 6-2 and this week, 3-0 and yesterday. And I moved my 2022 record up to 68-50. and I actually have four best bets. This is probably the best, uh, one of the better NBA slates we're going to have all season. Just awesome matchups. I can't wait to handicap these games. Can't wait to watch these games. Uh, Just after a long day of handicapping and work, just crack a beer and and, uh, get into some NBA hoops tonight. Hopefully we can remain profitable um, and... And continue our uh, strong march, right? I'm five and zero so far this month. All these games are being played against typical sportsbook odds. Uh, typical sportsbook, they're a global sports betting leader. They're live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with their fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. Also, you can get a um, special welcome bonus from this podcast by going to usatodaybet.com/podcast. That's USA Today. Bet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions do apply, though. You must be 21 or older to game. Please see Tipico's website for details. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Please remember to gamble responsibly. Okay, so like I said, I have four best bets in the NBA tonight. I'm going with the Atlanta Hawks plus one and a half, um, hosting the Chicago Bulls. I'm going to take the Brooklyn Nets plus two and a half, hosting the Miami Heat. Um, I'm grabbing one and a half points at the Warriors. They visit the Dallas Mavericks. And then I'm taking the Clipper money line in the Battle of Los Angeles against the Lakers tonight. First, I'll recap my 3-0 Wednesday. Um, I cashed with the Charlotte Hornets plus four and a half against the Cleveland Cavaliers. That was a rocking chair cover. The Hornets won 119-98. to They outshot Cleveland from everywhere on the floor were plus eight in rebounds and had a better assist to turnover ratio. That was a cakewalk, easy victory. I wish I sprinkled on the money line. Truthfully, I didn't sprinkle on the money line. I don't even think I told you to sprinkle on the money line uh, just because of how poor Charlotte's been playing. But uh, they cashed the four and a half with ease and cashed money line bet if you made it with ease. Uh, the next game that I hit was the New Orleans Pelicans minus five and a half. They stomped the Sacramento Kings like I predicted on um, this week's all sports bet sl- slipping podcast and and yesterday's bet slipping NBA show uh, beat the Kings one twenty five to ninety five. Brandon Ingram was just sensational. Dropped thirty three points on fifteen and nineteen shooting. Um, New Orleans outshot Sacramento fifty nine percent to roughly thirty nine percent from the field, and it was a whooping. It was easy cover as well. I mean, uh, it was back and forth for a little bit in the first quarter, but in the second half. Pelicans just rolled them, and um, we the third best bet that we hit yesterday was the Miami Heat plus four and a half um, against the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think I said to sprinkle on the money line there as well. I hope I didn't because uh, Miami lost what was one of the better games all regular season uh, to Milwaukee. Again, they lost one twenty to one nineteen uh, thanks to a go ahead uh, bucket by Drew Holiday with like a second remaining. Um, it was it was an awesome game, hell of a back and forth game, but 
Um, the Miami Heat actually held a double-digit lead a couple times in the second half. So we really weren't sweating the Heat four and a half here. Uh, the one outside, I guess, possibility or concern I had in my head as that game played down the stretch was that perhaps Bucks force uh, overtime and then they would cover, could cover the four and a half at that point. But um, that didn't happen. They, uh, again, only won by one point and uh the heat covered four and a half with relative ease so i got a little lucky um tuesday with my 2-0 performance but there was no luck involved in the in the games yesterday they were all easy winners so let's talk about the best bets though for thursday i have four of them um i have four of them and we only have a few minutes to talk about them so i gotta jump right in First one, Atlanta Hawks plus one and a half hosting the Chicago Bulls. Chicago's lost back-to-back games to Memphis and Miami entering this game, but they beat Atlanta 112-108 last Thursday in a game that we cashed on. I gave out the Bulls minus three and a half. Um, Atlanta is one and two straight up and against the spread since the All-Star break. And uh, Chicago is three and oh straight up and against the spread versus Atlanta this season, but I'm throwing away the first two victories that happened right after Christmas and a back-to-back these two teams played. The Hawks were dealing with a myriad of like COVID-related absences and, and injuries, and they weren't they weren't nearly at full strength. So uh, I think the previous game last Thursday where Chicago again won 112 to 108 is more analogous or comparative to this situation um and and even though we cash there we do have to remember and be honest that chicago was the wrong side in that 112 108 cover they needed demar DeRozan to be brilliant he's been sensational this whole year he hit late free throws down um when the bulls were up two points um and like the final seconds to, to, to cash the, the bulls minus three and a half these two teams split the four factors and um and the four quarters and Atlanta missed a lot of make makeable shots and didn't get nearly the officiating love uh that Chicago did but they offensive rebounded like crazy and had a little um little um less of a turnover rate so Atlanta is just or the Hawks are just much better in Atlanta at home they're 10 and 2 um in their last 12 against the spread in their last 12 home games they are a better shooting team at home. They get more foul calls. So all the foul love that they didn't get um, in, their, in the previous meeting with the Bulls in Chicago, I think they're due for here. And speaking of due, I, th- I think Chicago is due for a little regression, you know, between all their injuries and just like how sustainable is DeMar DeRozan's 35-point-per-game performance that he pretty much averaged all throughout February. I think he's been phenomenal. I think he's actually should be the MVP favorite, to be honest, because he really carries or has been carrying the Bulls. But, I mean, he's due for some some clunkers here. And granted, Atlanta's defense is terrible, so maybe they're not the defense to to um, get under DeMar Doors and skin or force him to an off game. But Atlanta is due for progression as a team. And, uh they they have a plus net rating despite having a sub 500 record. They're nine and seven 
against the spread at home versus winning teams as well. So this is a better spot for, for Atlanta in that sense. Not only uh, they've been covering at home like crazy, but they do show up at home against good teams. Chicago just 4-7 and seven against the spread on the road versus winning teams. And if you listen to my Bet Slip in All Sports podcast that I did with my homing uh, co-host Nathan Beagle, I gave out the Atlanta at around minus 4. And this line opened at the Hawks plus three and a half, plus four at some spots. Actually, let me get the official answer on that. I have it right in front of me. Um, they opened up at plus four, and it's um, it's it's down to, to to one and a half. So my numbers clearly are, are way off the market. I actually I actually have more faith in my number in this one and I think that the market is overreacting to the three victories from Chicago over Atlanta earlier this season. My my guess is um shots will fall for for the Hawks in Atlanta and they'll get a little more officiating love in this one. So I'm taking the Hawks plus one and a half. Um the next game, which is another awesome game. Um, even better than this one or that Bulls Hawks game, but the the Heat are visiting the the Brooklyn Nets. It's going to be the return of Kevin Durant. Nets are getting plus two and a half, and I, I don't know if I'm the sucker here. Uh, according to the betting splits or pregame.com, seventy five percent of the money and cash is on the Heat. So it appears that I'm on the sh- sharp side, but I'm taking the Nets two and a half here again. Miami just beat Milwaukee last night in just a a tightly contested game, one twenty to one nineteen, and uh, last night's Milwaukee Miami game was really one of the best of the season. It was awesome, but for me, it's it's got to be tough for Miami to get up for two straight title contenders back to back nights, both of which are underperforming their preseason expectations and kind of need to find its groove. Uh, Milwaukee needs to start winning games, and and Brooklyn needs to win games if they want to avoid the play-in. Um, and and Miami does struggle in the second of a back to back. They're three and seven straight up. Um, with zero rest days, and they have a minus 2.2 non-garbage time net rating in those spots. I'm also, for the most part, throwing out all of Brooklyn's stats and records without Kevin Durant. I mean, they're terrible without Kevin Durant. They've lost back-to-back games, both against Toronto entering this game. Um, But without Kevin Durant, um, at least from January 17th, Brooklyn was 5 and 16 straight up. They had a minus 8.9 adjusted net rating, which was 28th in the NBA. And they had a minus 3.3 ATS differential, which is 25th in the NBA. So so they were terrible, right? But Kevin Durant's return, everything falls back into place. This guy's in the 91st percentile of adjusted on-off net rating, so he's not getting empty stats. He's second in points per game in the league, um, shooting over 50% from the from the field. I mean, it's Kevin Durant. I, I would consider him um, um, one of the, the, the names of the short list of, of best players in the NBA. It's like him, Giannis, Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard when he's healthy, so... I'm taking the Nets plus two and a half. I'm happy that it's not the square side and not most of the, the fades the public. Um, and my last note on this game, just so I get all this off my chest, but um, Brooklyn's been getting good minutes from Curry and Drummond, the, the, the assets they picked up along with Ben Simmons and the uh, James Harden trade. Both are in the 99th percentile in their respective positions 
for adjusted on-off um, net rating, and each are above plus 21 and adjusted net rating. So they got two legit starters. Um, one's a great floor spacer, excuse me, and Seth Curry, and one's a, a great rebounder who um, I think, I hope, knows his role on this team, which is just to help get Kevin Durant the ball and uh, maybe set him some screens and, and crash the glass in case he or the other outside shooters for the Nets miss. Uh, I'm taking the Nets plus two and a half. Lock that bet in. Next game, oh man, this is another one I feel kind of square on, but Warriors plus one and a half visiting the Dallas Mavericks. Let's let's give it a shot. I took the, the Warriors money line the other night against Dallas and that crazy Come from behind, stunning upset. Dallas pulled on Golden State. There were three and a half point underdogs. It was in Golden State. Uh, the Warriors held a twenty-one point lead at one point, and they in the second half, I believe, and just completely cratered. They got outscored thirty-three to thirteen in the fourth quarter. It was it was a nightmare performance from them. They're really slumping. They've lost back to back games. The Warriors have to Dallas and Minnesota, but they were without Clay Thompson. For both of those games, um, Dallas is two and one straight up, two zero oh and one ATS since the All Star break. They're playing much better. Um, and however, I, I'm going to be some some of the buyback here in the early sharp line movement. The Warriors were favorites entering um, um, when this line was first opened up. Um, I think they were minus one thirty, and they've been bet all the way down to um, plus one ten in some books that I've seen it. Um, and I just, you know, I think the initial line from Vegas or from the odds makers was the correct one. I mean, Golden State did hold a 21-point lead at Sunday before it peed down its leg. And I think they're due for a bounce back from their embarrassing loss. They did thump Dallas by 38 January 25th. So they have it within themselves to beat the crap out of Dallas. And I think Clay Thompson, um, if, he can, if he can come back, he's missed the last two games with an illness not COVID, an illness. If he can come back and give these guys some good minutes, uh, the Warriors, he can provide um, some more support for Steph Curry, and I think they can win this game outright. Also, apparently, in the betting markets, there's more money on Golden State's money line, but more bets placed on Dallas's money line. So that would tell us the presumed sharp side of the market is the Golden State money line, whereas Barney at the bar is playing Dallas straight up here. And if this game's going to come down to the final possessions, which the uh, odds or the line would indicate, give me Golden State over Dallas. I mean, they're 20 and 11 straight up in clutch situations, which is defined as games within a five point margin inside of five minutes to play. And Golden State's plus eight and a, uh, 8.8 uh, net rating in the clutch, whereas Dallas, 6 and 16 straight up, but minus 19.9 net rating in the clutch, which is the third worst mark in the NBA. So let's lock in the Warriors plus one and a half here uh, against the Dallas Mavericks. And the other game that I have, um, taking the Los Angeles Clippers versus the Los Angeles Lakers. I think the Clippers are technically the home team, but they play in the same building, uh, the Crip as they call it. I don't even have any notes on this one, to be honest. You know, I like to rattle off a whole bunch of data, and um, I spend – hours in the morning prepping for those 15 20 minute podcasts to give you guys some great data and analysis behind my plays but this one i mean the clippers have won 32 out of the last 38 meetings with the lakers they've won six straight 
And I don't see any reason that changes. Uh, the money line currently on Tipico is minus 140. I'm going to take it. Um, if you're not in New Jersey and Colorado, be sure to shop around for the best number, of course. Um, the Clippers are getting a majority of the money from the market, um, at least currently. Um, but um, there is some reverse line movement moving towards the Lakers. So maybe maybe I'm a sucker for taking, for taking the, the Clippers here. But... Um, there is a pros versus Joes um, split here in the money line betting market. There's more money being placed on the Clippers money line and more bets being placed on the Lakers money line. So if uh, anything sharp here, it would be the Lake, the Clippers money line. But um, I, I think essentially the only argument for the Lakers covering this game was, well, Lakers can't lose seven straight to the Clippers. I don't know why they can't. I mean, if you guys can give me anything or tell me anything the Lakers are good at, I'll be happy to listen. But I probably won't spend much time on that conversation because, frankly, the Lakers aren't good at anything, right? You could say, well, you know, they got LeBron James. Great. Yeah, they've had LeBron James, and he's averaging 29 points per game. But they still suck. I mean, the Clippers at least get max effort out of their players. I mean, they're missing their two best players. Their leading scorer is Reggie Jackson. And just Ty Lue just has these guys playing much harder. Um, They're two games above 500. I think four and a half ahead of the Lakers in the ninth seed. I think the Lakers are going to get bounced out in the first game of the play-in by the Pelicans. And the fact that this is two and a half, I mean, maybe it's just because these guys have played three straight or two straight close games, but like the Clippers are better in the clutch. The Lakers have turnover issues. They have continuity issues. LeBron James is listed as questionable, so he might not even play. Um, and, and Avery Bradley is listed as questionable. He could be back in the starting lineup. And I like the Clippers even more. Um, I, I, there's really no, there's nothing the Lakers are good at. And betting the Clippers against the Lakers over over the last, I don't know, seven, eight seasons has been such easy money that we're probably going to make it back if we lose this meeting and the next Clipper-Laker game. We'll just bet the Clippers again. So I'm going to lay a minus 140 with the Clippers because the Lakers are trash and it's a team that I want to fade. That's it. That's the end of the bet slipping podcast. A quick recap of my best bets. I'm going with the Hawks plus one and a half as they host the Chicago Bulls. I'll take the Nets plus two and a half hosting the Miami Heat. I'll take the Warriors plus one and a half as they host or as they visit the Dallas Mavericks, excuse me. And I'm taking the Clippers in the Battle of Los Angeles over the Lakers. Um, For all of our non-Colorado and New Jersey listeners, be sure to shop for the best numbers. Shout out to the sponsor, Tipico Sportsbook. Also, be sure to check the final injury reports before making your best bet or making your your final wagers. Best of luck today, and I'll holler at you tomorrow. Peace. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slipping Podcast's daily NBA show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.